Atop of the 12th floor of the Remax World Headquarters, you're listening to Start With a Win with CEO Adam Contos. All right, live from the Remax Broker Owner Conference in Chicago, Illinois, it's Start With a Win. Adam Contos here with producer Mark. How are you doing, buddy? I am fantabulous. All right. It hasn't really changed since the 20 minutes ago <laughs> 20, when I asked you last yeah, time. Yeah. No, I'm just doing better because, like, look at all these awesome people. This coming is in fun. To, to hang out and see our show. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, we've got three unbelievable guests that we're talking to t- today. And on this episode, uh, an incredible leader who has made such a huge impact on the real estate industry. We have the CEO for Remax Boone Realty, Elizabeth Mendenhall. How are you doing? Hey, hi. How are you? I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you're a busy That's person. Cool. You know that? We all are busy people. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just how we choose to spend our time. Why don't, why don't you tell me what you've been up to the last uh, like year? Mm, well, last year I was the president of the National Association of Realtors. So I, that was my night job. My day job was uh, leading a brokerage in Columbia, Missouri. We have an office in Jefferson City also. How in the world did you balance that? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the things they don't tell you when you become president of NAR, right? That's right. You know, um, the best thing is what it uh, really forced me to do was work really, really close with my amazing staff. And I don't know that I was as good as a delegator as I was going in, but I know I'm so much better going out. So that's kind of a cool byproduct of volunteering so part i mean this is a this is a really good question set here or, or direction that we can take this because there's so many business leaders business owners out there either uh, agents brokers team leaders or you know let's say you even have uh, another type of of company and we're talking about delegation and trust here right yeah so you you had this moment where they said hey congratulations you're the president of national association of realtors you You've got 1.4 million people who want you to talk to them on a regular basis, and you run a real estate brokerage. What's a defining factor here when it comes to you sitting down with your staff going, okay, let's have a talk? You know, it, I mean, I have to say it started years and years and years ago in our company because we have established a culture of volunteerism. Probably amongst our local association, I bet about a third of the local presidents have been from our office. They knew and they appreciated the importance of volunteering and giving back to the industry. So then to do it at the highest level, they kind of got it. But my staff, I had to sit down and go, no, 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 no. Let's really get it. I'm going to be gone 275-ish days. (laughs) And so how are we going to do this? And the cool thing is they stepped up like I've never seen. My broker manager recruiting like I've never seen her do. My office manager who oversees the contracts. I mean, you know, just, hey, we got this. And I am, like, so proud. It makes me tear up to know and just be with them because they 100% just supported everything and, and made the office better, better than I envisioned. And that was a lesson for me. You've created this culture in the, in the office of, of helping but then you, you had to take this big step personally in your heart and go, okay, I'm going to trust and, and let them showcase their talents. Sure. Did you find that any of them kind of rose above? Absolutely. All of them did. And I think, um, I think that's also because our agents are just, you know, they want our staff to succeed. They want them to do well, so they help them, help them do well. Um, one of my favorite books is called The Speed of Trust. 
Um, it's, I love it. I always refer back to it because if you don't have trust, it slows everything down. Everybody questions everybody. Everybody's kind of putting extra procedures in place that don't need to be there. You know, everyone's taking an extra time, making extra emails. But when you have trust, you just assume it gets done and therefore it moves so much faster. And I think that happens in every world. I, it, helped in, it happened in my office. It also helped, helped me with the National Association of Realtors. So tell me, let's, you know, your office, you had how many, how many staff roughly? So we had, and, and, and this, is a, this is a story of positives and negatives at the same time. So I have three offices, one's in Columbia, Missouri, um, and that there's about 10. have a second office in Jefferson City where we have a separate office manager. And I had bought an office in Tulsa in 2013, and that was five hours away from where I was. And, and there there were two staff, and I guess there's four staff in Jefferson City. The downside of this is that while my Columbia office completely thrived, it was really hard to manage my office away, five hours away in Tulsa, because it wasn't where my bed was, it wasn't where my laundry was, so when I was coming home, that's not where I was coming home to. And so that was probably my biggest struggle over the five-year period. And in fact, I just sold it to two amazing broker owners down there who they've grown the culture, but the good thing was that I was able to kind of keep it going to where it was something that I could sell. And, and you know, so it was kind of a win-win. Did you find that you, I mean, because obviously you didn't live there. Yeah. Did you end up paying less attention to that office? If, of course. Okay. Of course. But at the same time, then you realize if you're in it every day and you're not there every day, it's never going to survive. You have to trust someone there to manage it, to oversee it, and to really be the figurehead and leader there. And so, again, it was kind of learning how to balance all that. That's, that's a, a huge key point for everybody here. I mean, it's, I always say leadership must be present to win. <laughs> and I mean, it's, you know, you've got to, you have to build leadership. And at some point you, you know, you build enough leadership within the people that you have in your office where you can take a step back and you can test what you've built, right? Yeah. And I think what you, that word you just used was test. You have to test it because if you don't, then you're never going to continue to grow because there's only so much you can do. Let's, let's talk about conscious effort here. <laughs> So what we're talking about for everybody, for all the listeners, is specific conscious effort of building leadership, establishing culture, things like that. It's something that has to be on, um, and, and when we're talking to Sandy Hancock, she has specific systems and list of priorities and things like that. This is something that as a business owner, this is one of those key priorities, correct? Completely. And I know Sandy, she is amazing. Like I'm in awe of her systems and everything that she does in her office. Like she's like so systematic. I am not that to that place yet, but my know my staff is where I'm probably more systematic is, is about the touchy feely piece of knowing that these are individuals who are our customers and they work for us. They can choose to go anywhere they want. So what do we do every day to build that customer service so that they know that we're there supporting them? What advice do you have for brokers that are that are feeling like hey I'm struggling a little bit with um, you know my staff or whatever or or here's one for you you've got the people who don't want to take any of the burden of risk on their shoulders so they can't make a decision for themselves I mean we, we've all seen that where they they can't function without walking in your office going hey hey Elizabeth um, hey this they need to change the water in the water cooler um, should I call them and do that? You know, to the extent that you've got people who are almost paralyzed by making a decision. What do you have to tell to people in order to get that development going or, or remove that, you know, that burden of their leadership so it creates a system? 
So we've tried with our staff to do everything we can to involve them in the decision making and the overall goals of the office. So we'll sit down once a year and we'll go through the events that we're going to have and the education that we're going to have and I'll assign that out to each member of the staff. So whether it's even the graphics person or it's our director of hospitality who's answering the phones or it's our accountant, they oversee one of the events that they like in the office so that they own it, so that they know that this is part of what's going to be happening. And then the other thing that I have found is you got to bring them to events like this. You got to bring them to the broker owner. You got to bring them to R4. You got to get them out there in the field so that they're seeing and understanding the, the, the place where they can be and the place where they can grow. And I think that makes them, you know, they, they see so much of a bigger picture in how they can assist the agents that when you have to, you know, order spoons for the kitchen, they're okay <laughs> making that decision because they know it's about a much bigger, bigger vision. So this is interesting because you're talking about the power of association. You need them to be influenced by other leaders because, I mean, they almost, I, I hate to say it, and, but it's the reality. It's, you know, it's like a, a parent-child relationship where they're almost blind to the leadership that's right in front of their face sometimes. Totally, yeah. <laughs> and you, you need to expose them to other leaders. So, you know, when you're not bringing your, your office manager outside of the office, when you're not bringing... Um, your other leaders somewhere where they're influenced by other leadership, you're missing out on potential there, aren't you? Well, I'm missing out on their brain understanding and connecting like the power of the Remax network. They're, I'm going to pick up different things here than they're going to pick up. And they're going to go by a vendor booth and go, oh my gosh, we can do this back home and get super excited about it. So if I purchase the product and they just go, okay, whatever, yay, I don't know about it. But if they're actually here like talking to people, talking to resources or, you know, in classes with top agents and they're hearing how top agents do their business, then they can come back and they can assist my agents so much better. I love it. They're, they're, I mean, they're carrying the, that leadership initiative to you instead of you going and pushing it on them. Well, and I think it also helps for retention in staff because everybody wants to grow. Everyone wants to learn. I mean, knowledge is one of kind of our key fundamentals at our offices. You know, be curious, be knowledgeable, you know, have energy and keep going. And, and in order to do that, they have to get ex excited too. Otherwise, they start to go look for other places to find it. Wow. Some gold there. So I'm going to change channels on us yeah. here real quick. We're getting, we're getting a lot of great information on these podcasts today. Um, I have a question for you. How do you see the future of real estate? Uh, being, you know, you're president of the National Association of Realtors. That's a pretty big position there. And, and thank you for your service to the, the industry in that. Uh, how do you see the future of uh, real estate in the changing market and technology growth, things like that? I think there's, there's just so much going on. I hate it when someone says, well, it's, it's still just about customer service. It's still just about, you know, relationships. It's always going to be about that because that's how it has been. But there are, there were billions of dollars that were invested into financial, um, financial technology. I mean, billions of dollars trying to speed the movement of money. And if you think about what we do, we transfer the largest asset that someone has, which is the, their largest amount of money. So. The, so that was already getting started. And now to add on top of that, now we're seeing billions invested into what is its own term, property tech. And so with that, it is all about speeding up the transaction and how the transaction evolves. We've seen that all of this money so far, I think, invested into search and how we search for homes and how we look at homes. But now what we're seeing is all the money and it's being invested from contract to close. 
and how we speed up contractor close, how that moves electronically, how it moves faster, and then who who is valuable in that transaction from contractor close. And I think that's where we really have to have our eyes open and really know where we fit in and what where value proposition we provide and also how we are trying to be disintermediated in that piece. So where do you where do you think I mean your guess is on the disintermediation where people are trying to get in that contract to close. Give me some examples of that. I think people are too hyped up on travel agents and places like that because those were really one-sided transactions. We are definitely a two-sided transaction. So we're more in the realm of attorneys in the place of, you know, as long as someone else is on the other side and they are represented, I think someone on on the opposite side is going to want representation as well. And so far, that has definitely been, you know, a human piece of that. Um, you know, they still haven't invented technology where you're sitting at that kitchen table, buyer looks over, you know, seller looks over at the husband, they have that little glance, and it's like, oh, wait, yay, hold on, you know, stop that. But I do think that, you know, as far as us as an industry, I'm worried that we are fragmented. We're fragmented amongst ourselves because we're so independent we're not willing to join together to join platforms which could start to rival, you know, the Amazons and the Facebooks and the Googles of the world that we know are interested in technology. But at the same time, there's so many of us involved in the transaction. We have that power. Um, we just have to unify. So you think people are building their own little kingdoms and, you know, trying to protect their backyard instead of working together to build a community. I worry about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, now the good thing is, is because there's so many of us, we can innovate on a dime. Um, Lori Janik, she used to be the legal counsel for the National Association of Realtors, and she made a comment. She said, realtors will change at anything. They can change as quick as possible if they know that it's going to benefit them and their consumer better. And I think that's true. And I think that is part of our power. When, When that magic piece rolls around, we're ready. We're ready for it. I like it. It's. It, I think the real estate industry is fascinating in that you look at the realtors out there, because the you know when you look at human beings, just as a singular uh, individual piece, everybody has three favorite words, and that's me, myself, and I. So we have 1.4 million me, myself, and I's mm-hmm, absolutely in the space, and you know t- taking teams and and what have you out of it, where there's there's groups of people together, but ultimately. That's the benefit, but that's also the the downfall to what we have. Yeah. And you know it. I mean, even just from a brokerage standpoint, my agents aren't always willing to go, yay, when you bring them a new product. It's like, yay, 100%. They're like a little bit skeptical. And okay, do I want to? Do I want to pay for it? Do I not want to pay for it? Do I have a better system? I um, I think we're kind of susceptible to security and risk that's out there. I worry that that's going to hit us one day and all of a sudden our whole industry gets challenged on what, you know, one realtor, one mistake, one social security number that blows up and now all of a sudden all of us are immediately trying to find some type of, you know, resolution to a security issue. I, that is, that's a fascinating observation. You've got, you know, all these people kind of looking out for their business and then not realizing the domino effect that mm-hmm. could occur here. So. This is a this has been a fascinating conversation. I mean, it's always good talking to you. Yeah, you too. I get to talk to the head of Remax. That's awesome. Well, I get to talk to the head of National Association of Realtors. There we go. So, I, I have a, a great question for you here, Elizabeth. A question we ask all of our guests on the on the show here, especially here this week. Um, we talk about starting with a win. You have been involved in 
amazing business. I mean, you're an amazing business leader, amazing woman, and we're so grateful to have you here. But can you tell the audience, how do you, as a human being, start with a win? I love start with a win because if you start with a win and you win the day, and then you win the month, then you win the year. So for me, it's it's just waking up, it's taking you know five extra minutes of laying in my bed, wherever that bed may be for that day, and just really kind of trying to you know, meditate just a little bit, take some deep breaths, think about what's going to happen for that day, realize that there's also going to be an end to the day no matter what. <laughs> and so you've got to make it be the best day that you can absolutely have that day. And that adds up um, over the course of the year. That's so inspiring. I, I, that is awesome. And, and we appreciate you so much, Elizabeth, CEO for Boone, Remax Boone Realty and the immediate past president of the National Association of Realtors. And you still are, you, the sky's the limit for you. You're still going and we're, we're watching you. You're amazing as a human being and as a leader. So thank you for all you do. Well, thank you for all you do for our network and thank you do for helping me and my agents have a wonderful experience with Remax. Thank you so much and uh, thanks for being on Start With thank A Win. Thank Hey, thank you so much for listening to Start With A Win. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and subscribe, write a review or rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. You can follow Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And remember, start with a win.